0: lord i have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth let us humbly confess our sins unto almighty god almighty and most merciful father we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts we have offended against thy holy laws we have left undone those things which we ought to have done and we have done those things which we ought not to have done the almighty and merciful lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins true repentance amendment of life and the grace and consolation of his holy spirit amen our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 62 and 63. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation.
1: He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall.
0: How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain all the sword of you, yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge.
1: Their device is only how to put him out, whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart.
0: Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him.
1: He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall.
0: In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust.
1: O put your trust in him always, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope.
0: As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself.
1: O trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them.
0: God spake once, and twice I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God.
1: And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work.
0: O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee.
1: My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh also longeth after thee, in a barren and dry land where there is no water.
0: Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory.
1: For thy loving kindness is better than the life itself. My lips shall praise thee.
0: As long as I live will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name.
1: My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with joyful lips.
0: Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking?
1: Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings I will rejoice.
0: My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me.
1: These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth.
0: Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes.
1: But the king shall rejoice in God. All they also that swear by him shall be commended. For the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirty-sixth verse of the second chapter of the book of Daniel. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory, and wherever the children of man men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them all. You are this head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like that, iron crushes. That kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold the great god has made known to the king what will come to pass after this the dream is certain and its interpretation is sure here ends the first lesson Here begins the 15th verse of the 21st chapter of the book of acts and after those days we packed and went up to jerusalem also some of the disciples from caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain manasson of cyprus an early disciple with whom we were to lodge and when we had come to jerusalem the brethren received us gladly On the following day, Paul went went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. When he had greeted them, he told in detail those things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been informed about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children nor to walk according to the customs what then the assembly must certainly meet for they will hear that you have come therefore do what we tell you we have four men who have taken a vow take them and be purified with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and that all may know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing but that you yourself also walk orderly and keep the law But concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing, except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made for each one of of them. Here ends the second lesson.
0: And do thy ministers with righteousness.
1: And make thy chosen people joyful.
0: O Lord, save thy people.
1: And bless thine inheritance.
0: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
1: For it is thou Lord only that makest us dwell in safety.
0: O God, make clean our hearts within us.
1: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: O God who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as pass man's understanding pour into our hearts such love toward thee that we loving thee above all things may obtain thy promises which exceed all that we can desire through jesus christ our lord amen o god from whom all holy desires all good counsels and all just works do proceed give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good evening to all. Enter our lessons tonight through the Psalms, as I think is is usually prudent to do. Uh, Psalm 62 and 63 um, are Psalms of David that um, take up a regular pattern of the Psalms, which is the psalmist being beset on all sides by their foes um, and being perplexed by the apparent success of the wicked uh, in the midst of the world, Um, and pondering at the riddle that, um, you know, if the way of life and death set before all people, um, is a matter of faithfulness or unfaithfulness to the law of God, how is it, we might ask in the riddle, that the wicked seem to flourish um, when and the righteous seem to suffer? And that's kind of the, uh, the, the riddle at the heart of a lot of the wisdom literature and, the, and really the, the question about wisdom uh, is most obsessed. Uh, and so as we go into Psalm 62, um, we begin, we see between Psalm 62 and 63, this, this pattern established that's very helpful. For us to remember. And that um, the first line of Psalm 62 is really one of my favorites in the whole Psalter, which is um, the literal translation of it is, is um, only uh, my being is quiet, my whole being is quiet, uh, uh, only when ter- ter- turned toward God. So only toward God is my being quiet. Um, and that's a really beautiful, uh, that's a really beautiful thing um, that, that he's expressing here is that in being oriented toward God. Um, all uh, his whole being is quiet. And turned even but a degree left or right from that, um, the disquietude of his heart prior to the entrance into this moment of prayer returns. And so you see this um, call and response through the psalm three times. Um, at the beginning it says, only toward God is my being quiet. And then there's like a sort of being dragged into a meditation on the, disqu- on the, like, the apparent success and the flourishing of the wicked. And he's like, but still my soul, only toward God is my being quiet. Um, and then this confirms that initial um, orientation and, 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 and sort of solidifies it such that in the third iteration of it, no longer the psalmist talking to himself, but rather t- uh, turned to talk towards the peoples around him. Uh, oh, you peoples, turn, you know, put your trust in the Lord, um, be turned toward God, only in that is the quietude of life, the, the, the peace of God. And so as we go into 63, that that persists, and it it, it delves into the kind of visceral hunger the psalmist has to receive the goodness of God, out of which contentment alone is one able to address the folly and the violence and the the disquietude of the world, such that when it ends and it finally calls to silence all those who are sort of rabble-rousing against the Lord and against the Lord's anointed... Um, it is only out of that place of stability and peace that is one is able to make that final exhortation, to kind of shut up the foolish voices of the world and to silence them. Um, and we see that on display really, that whole pattern as we come to the end of this first arc of Daniel's story, We recall that his entire um, the entire saga of him coming to be the one to interpret the king's dream began long before when brought first to Babylon, and he was um he was conscripted. Uh, into the um, the order of the wise men, but and was and yet made a very early and very risky stand in that company, uh, not to partake of the king's table and and to, and to engage continually in the fixed hours of prayer that was common for the Jews of that time. Um, after the sort of pattern of the sacrifices daily in the temple, he was turned still toward God, and out of that is he and that and his companions and that kind of common prayer they shared in Babylon. Are they able to become the people that are capable of receiving the interpretation of the vision? It is in that continual communing with God, at, in that regular way, according to a rule, that they are that they that they receive this interpretation that then saves not only their own skins uh, under the edict of the king, but also saves the skins of a bunch of um, charlatans who should not, you know, who were who were kind of spouting. Um, sort of mystical nonsense to the king which frustrated him to begin with. So we'll observe in that arc that the psalmist's um, logic there of being able to silence foolishness, to clear away delusion, and to speak the truth in in peace is entirely contingent upon that living communion and orientation toward God, out of which one may receive in peace the things God has for them. And then again, in Paul's uh, in Paul's journey, as we are approaching the end of Acts here, we're meant to see the parallelism, uh, sort of frighteningly, between Paul entering Jerusalem and Daniel being in Babylon, sort of making Jerusalem the parallel of Babylon, uh, which is a scary thought there. But Paul, you know, has has been for the last chapter as we come to the edge, the end of this arc with him. He's been you know, sort of uh, attempted to be dissuaded by all of his companions up to this point. They said, don't go to Jerusalem. You know, you're going to die there. They want to kill you there. Much mirroring the, you know, ministry of Jesus, as he said, we go up to Jerusalem and all things written of the Son of Man will be fulfilled. Paul sees like, as it was fulfilled for the Son of Man, so it will be fulfilled for all of his disciples. And he's prepared to go up and die. Um, And so as he enters the city and he is approached by James, the elder of Jerusalem, he's informed that if he, in order to sort of enter among the company of those who want to hear him but are wary, having heard all kinds of rumors about him, that he should enter into the obedience of the local custom in order to have the maximal effect in his evangelistic ministry, which he's content to do. Because for Paul, like for Daniel, to be in Babylon and to be in the midst of an antagonistic Jerusalem doesn't disturb him because he is turned toward God in his prayer, in his living communion with Christ, he is turned toward God, which gives him the stability to walk in any place, whether it is the capitals of the pagan world or whether it's Jerusalem, which crucified the Messiah. He is willing to walk into any town and to be sent wherever he is to go and to die for his Lord because he, he sits and lives within that peace that is found in the midst of that daily orientation, that daily turning toward God, neither one degree to the right or to the left. So that's what we're here to do in our common daily prayer together to be turned toward god again and to grow in that same stability we'll turn now to our litany for the evening as it is wednesday Um, and we offer the litany this evening to the glory of god we ask for god's blessing and provision upon our evangelistic presence in our place and time and that god would give us boldness to um uh, Will give us boldness to proclaim Christ, uh, regardless of where we are or um, the apparent antagonism of the world around us. Oh, let us pray. O oh God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth.
1: Have mercy upon
0: us. O oh God, the Son, redeemer of the world.
1: Have mercy upon us.
0: O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful.
1: Have mercy upon us.
0: O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God.
1: Have mercy upon us.
0: We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the president of the United States, the governor of our state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace to hear meekly thy word and to receive it with pure affection and to bring forth the fruits of the spirit.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. giving them patience unto their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: that it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: we sinners do beseech thee to hear us o lord god and that it may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the holy spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of christ
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: that it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: that it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: that it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold
1: we beseech thee to hear us good lord
0: that it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another that all may perceive in our midst the presence of christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service.
1: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord.
0: Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, pour out upon our parishes and upon all those with whom we are in ministry, thy Holy Spirit, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, Rouse the negligent and careless, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth. Bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight and thanks to Aliyah my co-leader i hope you all have a great wednesday evening thank you father hayden have a good night everybody